my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing to you the final episode in the Jesse and the Girls series. Yes, I'm going to be covering season eight, episode 18, entitled We Got the Beat which aired February 21st, 1995. In this episode, Stephanie, her friends, and Kimmy form their own band and allow Jesse to be their manager. Jesse proves too demanding and too critical, so they drop him and attempt to make it on their own. Yeah, because when has that ever worked? <laughs> um, here's another summary for IMDb, inputted by somebody. Jesse attempts to mentor, Steph mentor Stephanie when she and her friends start a band, but his criticism puts him at odds with Stephanie. He tries to impress upon the girls that talent matters more than looks, but this lesson doesn't sink in until they perform disastrously at, well, spoiler alert, <laughs> at a talent showcase. Meanwhile, DJ's homework inspires Danny and Joey to play the stock market. Yeah, I forgot that little side plot. I have not watched this episode in probably years. It's been a long time. This episode's got a 7.0 out of 10 based on 212 ratings. Let's see if we have any guest stars. We have Catherine Zaremba as Lisa and, of course, returning... Blake Ewig as Derek. We got Gia. We got Melissa Clayton playing Melissa Morgan. I believe she's going to be the person on the drums. That's who DJ takes over for when they reform Girl Talk in Fuller House. DJ ends up on the drums because we know from the movie, the, the episode Fogged In, she's got experience on drums. We actually, yeah, we do see another episode from season two I'm there for you babe where DJ is on the drums when the family tries to help Jesse out when his band is double booked at another venue when he has to um, perform at the Smash Club <laughs> I did cover that one for John Stamos's birthday I think it, it must have been in August of 2019 what? This episode was directed by John Tracy, writers Jeff Franklin, and Dennis Rinsler, and Mark Warren. Alright, let's see, is there any trivia? Trivia, trivia, yes, we do have trivia, okay. Out of all four of the girls, Marla Sokoloff is the only one who can play the guitar in real life. Jody Sweeten doesn't know how to play the guitar. Well, who, you know, maybe she learned between Full House and Fuller House. Maybe, I don't know. Girl Talk reunites in Fuller House with DJ replacing their drummer, who is now a drummer for Beyonce. Okay, interesting. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. The song that Derek and Lisa sing in this episode is Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. 
when Joey plays the piano for the kids, he is dressed like Alan John. That's right. He does have those colored glasses. <laughs> All right. So if you have listened to my birthday honored episode for Jody Sweden, is it true about Stephanie, which I uploaded yesterday, Friday the 21st, I did say that due to everything going on with you know my COVID diagnosis that I'm trying to you know work through and everything um I'm just I'm going to be tabling the episode the devil made me do it that was a Jesse and Michelle episode but since I already did a Jesse and Michelle episode with three men and another baby I'm going to be actually down the road doing a Jesse and Michelle double feature with the devil devil made me do it and Please don't touch the dinosaur. So look forward to that sometime down the road. <laughs> so going forward after this episode, we got the beat. Then I'm going to be jumping in in February into the Valentine's Day episodes, which will be kicking off on the 11th, which is Friday. I usually too tend to upload these Full House episodes. That's why it's Full House Friday, uh, the 11th, the 18th, and the 25th. So we'll be doing Triple Date from Season 2. We'll be doing, I believe, from Season 3, Lust in the Dust. And then from Season 5, 6. No, because it's 6 because DJ's dating, the dating game where... Stephanie goes on a date with her, well, what she thinks is a date, and her um, baseball player friend, Josh, just thinks he's just going out for pizza. And then, of course, Joey has a crush on his radio show boss, yeah, and uh, he invites her over to dinner for what he thinks is a date, but isn't. she doesn't have any idea what she's walking into. <laughs> So that will be in February. Of course, before I officially get into the podcast episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies know who have just dr- jumped on the Tanner train as in this podcast. I want to thank you and welcome you. A couple things about this podcast is, first of all, I don't go in order of air date or episode by episode or season by season. I do episodes based on... A series of episodes, either a theme or a character. Right now, I'm doing uh, Jesse and the Girls. Usually, I reserve January for you know a Jesse month, and in February is going to be uh, the Dating Disasters series <laughs> with three episodes focusing on dating dates that don't go over so greatly. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, in March, I will be covering Danny's career ladder with Knock Him Out from Season 1, our very first promo from Season 1, and our very first telethon from Season 3. So, two episodes of Danny as a sportscaster, and then one as a co-host of Wake Up San Francisco, hosting a 24-hour telethon. So, thought that would be kind of fun. And then, of course, for Bob Saget's birthday, I'm going to be covering... Although that's in May, <laughs> I'm going to be covering old brown eyes. 
And of course, in June for Father's Day, I'm going to be covering Where Oh Where Has My Little Girl Gone? Um, I'm Not DJ and High Anxiety. So a Danny and DJ episode, Danny and Stephanie and Danny and Michelle. So look for that in June, which is five months down the road. (laughs) It's so far from now, but. I mean, think about it. We are almost done with January. It feels like this month just got started. Um, Another thing I want to tell you about is that this is one of a a couple podcasts about Full House that is a clean, family-friendly podcast. It's meant for all ears of all ages. Another good podcast that is also for all ages, ears of all ages, is What's This? Full House. That's also available on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, which is pretty much the same thing. Um, Yes, those are the only ones that I know that are for all ears. Some of the other ones, you gotta look for that explicit tag, so. Alright. Also, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you want to show support, I don't do Patreon. All I ask is a moment of your time. If you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast, the only way until Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You know, give it five stars if you'd like. You can use emojis to describe your favorite characters, or you can try to get me to guess an episode title. With using emojis? Now that I would like to see. That would be really interesting to try to guess that. Because <laughs> somebody already did use emojis to try to get me to guess characters. I think I did fairly well. Like 90% well on that. Uh, if you would like to send an email to the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I do believe that I did mention about the Full House Stephanie books. I will have you know that I did manage to find them in my storage unit and pull them out. So, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I can find one that's kind of geared towards winter. And maybe, um, maybe I'll do a review on one of the, you know, Stephanie books. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into We Got the Beat. Like I said, it's been a while since I've seen this episode, so I am excited. <laughs> I do kind of feel like Stephanie and Jesse's relationship is a little it's a little underrated. I mean, there are some good moments. Uh Nerd for a Day was another one. Uh another one, one I'll be covering in April for the three-year podcast anniversary is going to be the series episodes. It's going to be Silence is Not Golden. That's going to be a really, really amazing. Honestly, I feel one of the best Stephanie Jesse moments of Full House. In all honesty, so yeah. All right, let's. Of course, we gotta we gotta do the cold open. It wouldn't be a true podcast without discussing the cold open first, right? Right. All right, so it's a Michelle, Nikki, and Alex cold open, which it seems like that's a lot um, usually when in season eight, it seems like a lot of the cold opens are going to have to do with either the twins or Michelle or the twins and Michelle together. 
<laughs> so Nikki and Alex come up the stairs while Michelle is working at her table. And they tell her they have a joke for her. They say, hey, we got a joke for you. Who has four legs and barks? And I'd be like, uh, let me guess, Comet? <laughs> it's Comet, right? I mean, clearly, that's got to be the joke. And she says, let me guess, a dog? And then, I can't tell which one is which. Says, ah, oh, she heard it, and then they leave. Is that the cold open? Because that really was not good. That was it? Serious? Okay, um, that's got to be... Of all the cold, I mean, I've seen some not so great ones, but that one just—you could have put a little more effort into that, maybe just a smidge. <laughs> I mean, that that cold open was like five seconds long. Come on now, I get it. It's the last season. You're all tired. You want to do different things, but come on now. What is it, guys? We made up a joke, Michelle. Lay it on me, boys. Who have four legs and barks? A dog? So you heard it. Well, I mean, being that joke is older than the two of those kids and Michelle put together, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she hadn't heard it. Okay, so we are out of the intro and we are in Stephanie Michelle's room and Stephanie and Gia looks like they're learning to play the guitar because they each have guitars. Stephanie's sitting on her bed. Gia's sitting in a chair just to the side of Stephanie's bed. And of course, whenever you hear music, who do you think's going to be coming around to listen? Uncle Jesse and Becky. They're hanging out in the doorway. So, yeah, I guess Jesse has been teaching Stephanie how to play. Because, you know, he and Becky applaud. And he's like, you, you know, I told you you could play a hundred songs if you mastered three chords. And, of course, Becky has to trash ACDC. Yeah, yeah, you're way ahead of ACDC. Wait a minute. There's an episode I haven't covered called Jesse's Girl when he starts teaching this, uh, kindergarten teacher I believe her name is Karina and Karina Spicer I believe and she's got a big old head of blonde curly hair because it's 1987 and he's teaching her a few chords how to play he's like see you now know more chords than Twisted Sister or something like that <laughs> and Jesse even compliments Gia, like, hey, Gia, you're really good on that bass. And she says, yeah, thanks, I taught myself. Now I can drown my mom out when she's sweating to the oldies. Well, you also live in an apartment, so I don't know how loud you technically could be. So, Stephanie really is jumping, like, five steps ahead, because she's like, oh, Gia and I are having so much fun playing together, we're actually thinking of starting a band. Um, I mean, yeah, I get I mean, sure. <laughs> I love how Stephanie has the Cranberries band um, poster on her wall. Sadly, the lead uh, singer, she did pass away. Gosh, when was it? 2018, 2019, maybe? Maybe it was 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was 2018. Dolores O'Riordan? 
how do you say your name, but I mean the cranberries, that was my that was my jam back when I was like a freshman sophomore, so 97, 98, right around then. I was big into the cranberries, especially when I got my driver's license. I loved blasting the cranberries music. Especially their song Zombie is really, really good too. I mean, if you've seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler that came out in 2006, that song that the Cranberries did, Linger, that was like throughout a lot of the movie. That song was my teenage anthem back in like 1998, 99. I mean, I played the Cranberries a lot on as soon as I would tape off the radio. <laughs> oh my goodness. But especially, I mean, out of all the Cranberry songs, I really, Zombie was the big one that I listened to a lot. Jessie could not be more prouder of what Stephanie were to name her first child after him like he's like oh look at that my first niece starting her own band following in the footsteps of uncle jay because he sits down on the bed next to her and puts an arm around her like oh i'm so proud of you he even says that, i'm so proud of you so this is where the continuity kind of gets a little misconstrued because he says yeah it was about your age when i started my first band it was me little ed big ed and regular size ed <laughs> okay well <clears throat> well what's kind of misconstrued about that is like i haven't done it yet but it will be in the bad boys good girls and bad boys um series when i cover fives a crowd with dj and <laughs> um that guy pete from the funky tongues band from season five what was the other one i was going to oh there's a couple with stephanie there was all stood up from season eight and then i think also from season eight making out is hard to do that trio of episodes but that one in particular fives a crowd with Pete from the Funky Tongues band, uh, Jesse was telling him, like, uh, yeah, I started my first band uh, when I was in, uh, no, well, what Pete said, something about, like, oh, this guitar's a ticket to Bayland. And Jesse's like, yeah, I uh, had a band myself when I was young. And it's like, oh, yeah, you had a band in high school? Uh, and Jesse said, he said, like, fourth grade or something like that. I'm like, well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, think about it. How many bands has he been with? Not just the Rippers. There was Discipline Problem. There was also Feedback when uh, he was in that band with Pete Bianco. And then, of course, Discipline Problem would have been that one with a guy, Ham, from One Last Kiss. And just like he has been in so many bands, and then of course you know you you're Jesse and the Rippers, then you're Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets in season eight. I love how both Stephanie and Gia both kind of look to 
to Becky for confirmation. Like, what? And Becky says, well, they didn't have a lot of names back then. So Becky is the one that kind of puts the idea in their heads. Like, hey, if you guys really want to, you could sign up for Wake Up San Francisco's Young Talent Search. And Stephanie is like, wow, we'd be perfect for that. I'm like, well, first of all, wait a minute. You guys just started playing a few chords. You got to wait till you learn a song at least. Because last thing you want to do is get up on stage and not know what you're doing. Yeah, Stephanie's like, we're perfect for that. We're young, we're talented. And Jesse looks at Becky and says, your search is over. So he's really supportive of her. So Becky says, hey, look, if you can get a band together in a week, we'll give you guys a shot. And Stephanie's like, a, a week? I mean, it's just me and Gia so far. So Becky tells her, yeah, I mean, really all you need is a keyboard player, a, a drummer. It's <laughs> a dig at Jesse. Becky's like, oh, and maybe a couple of ads. And Jesse's like, oh, I'll give you a couple of ads. And he jumps off the bed and chases her out of the room. <laughs> so, yeah, Jesse turns back to Gia and Stephanie says, you know, what you guys need is, uh, you need what I had in my band. You need a guiding force, you know. You need a, a, a mentor. It's almost like he's pretty much putting himself out, like, hey, I I'm what you need. Just ask me and I'll do it. A musical genius, if you will, to kind of push you guys and inspire and motivate you. Like, Jesse, if you want the job, just tell them you'll be their manager, hands down. You're pretty much just throwing yourself out there. Like, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. And Stephanie says, which end was that? And Jesse says, it was me, huh? Seriously? Come on. And Stephanie hops off the bed and like, oh, you, you want to be our manager? And Jesse, I love how he feigns innocence. Like, oh, well, Steph, I mean, <laughs> where would you get a wacky madcap idea like, nutty idea like that? Like, well, you're pretty much throwing yourself on the spot there, Jess. She says, from you? And he says, I accept. Like, yeah, he pretty much was offering himself up on a silver platter. Like, yeah, I'll do it. And... Stephanie is all for it. She's like, oh my gosh, that'd be so great. And then she turns to G and says, you know what would be really cool if we had an all-girl band? And then they start thinking of people like, you know, uh, drummer and stuff like that, keyboardist. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because Jesse, hello, we've seen Kimmy on the keyboards a handful of times, but well before season eight. And the fact that... <laughs> Jesse really has to sell, sell stuff on this. Like, well, I mean, I know a keyboard, but you'll have to have an, an open a very open mind. Yeah. So, G is the one that offers up Melissa Morgan, who plays the drums. And Stephanie says, yeah, I mean, she'd be perfect. She has no life. And G says, well, I mean, now we need a keyboard player. And, of course, Stephanie's like, well, I, I don't really know anyone either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but... Jesse, uh, yeah, it's like, you're gonna have to have an open mind with this one. Yeah, he's like, well, I know one keyboard player, but you guys are gonna have to have an open mind for this one. And Stephanie says, well, how open? And Jesse's like, well, of course it's Kimmy. Very good. Center ringer, center ringer, girls. 
You see that stuff I told you? You can play a hundred songs if you master three simple chords. Yeah, you're already way ahead of ACDC. You know what? I'm impressed, you. You're pretty good on that bass there. Thanks. I taught myself. Now I can drown my mom out when she's sweating to the oldies. You know, we're having so much fun playing together. We're thinking of starting a band. Did you hear that? My little niece starting her first band following the footsteps of Uncle Jay. So proud of you. You know, I, I, I was about your... So proud of you. You know, I, I was about your age when I started my first band. It was, um, it was me, Little Ed, uh, Big Ed, and uh, regular size Ed. They didn't have a lot of names back then. You know, if you guys are serious, you can sign up for our Wake Up San Francisco Young Talent Search. We'd be perfect for that. We're young, we're talented. Your search is over. Well, I'll tell you what. If you get a band together in a week, we'll give you a shot. A week? Yeah, well, all you need is a keyboard player, a drummer, and maybe a couple of Eds. I'll give you a couple of Eds. <laughs> no, no, no. What you need is what I had in my band. You need a, you need a, you need a guiding force, you know? You need a, uh, a mentor, a, a musical genius, if you will, to kind of push you guys and inspire and motivate. You know what I'm saying? What Ched was that? It was me, huh? You mean you want to be like our manager? Oh, Steph, where would you get a wacky, nutty, madcap idea like that? From you? I accept. Oh, that'd be great. Hey, you know what would be really cool? It's if we have like an all-girl band, kind of like the Go-Go's. That'd be good. Yeah, you know, Melissa Morgan plays the drums. She'd be perfect. She has no life. All we need now is a keyboard player. I don't know anyone. Yeah, neither do I. Well, I, I know one keyboard player, but um, you guys would have to have a, a pretty open mind about this one. How open? Well... the studio which used to be joey's basement apartment which used to be the garage in season one so jesse he's kind of going to bat for kimmy here kind of saying like well i mean she's no billy joel but you know she knows how to get a crowd going and stephanie says where to the nearest exit it's like guys come on can you really be up for debate that much i mean you don't know any other keyboardists. I'd say Kimmy's your best bet here. Even Gia's like, Steph, look, she, right now she's all we have. So, yeah. And, of course, you know, Stephanie's like, yeah, but Gia, seriously, you don't know her like I do, okay? She's rude, crude, and lewd. Lewd. What's that lewd? <laughs> that doesn't scare Gia off, because she's like, that's perfect! So Gia's like, all right, let's rock and roll. <laughs> and the girls just start jamming. They're all playing different tunes. We see uh, Melissa Morgan on the drums over there. And of course, Jesse is like, no, 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 no. You guys need to be playing the same song in the same tune. If you're going to be playing a talent show, you can't all just be jamming for the sake of jamming here. When the girls start jamming out, Jesse just looks at them in horror, like, what? <laughs> Thinking to himself, maybe it's, maybe I can still reconsider, because he's like, what am I getting myself into here? 
So he has to literally scream at the top of his lungs to get them to stop and pay attention. Like, people, hold it, hold it. Stop, stop. Okay, look, people, if you're going to be in a band and you're going to play a song, play the same song. <laughs> a question. It's like, all right, now, who can read music? And the girls all kind of look at each other dumbfoundedly. Do you? No? Oh, no? Oh, mm. Like, oh boy, we got, like, wait, we gotta, we gotta start with the basics here. Yeah, uh, Melissa on the drum says, oh, my father can. It's like, well, we're not using your dad here. Like, all right, come on, we got a lot of work to do. Get over here. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to start with the basics with the girls. Like, it's great, you want to learn to play guitar, but I think you also, you want to play a song, but you gotta learn how to play that song on a guitar. <laughs> Well, she may not be Billy Joel, but she knows how to get a crowd going. Going where? The nearest exit? <laughs> Steph, right now she's all we got. But you don't know her like I do. She's rude, crude, and lewd. That's perfect! Let's rock and roll! play a song play the same song <laughs> now who can read music <clears throat> anyone my father can we got a lot of work to do gather around gather around gather around all right now we're going to jump here into plot b which is dj danny and joey and the stock market Duh. danny are you seriously wearing is that what a mock turtleneck is it's not a full turtleneck what have I always said? What have I always said? Nobody looks good in a turtleneck. Mock turtleneck or a turtleneck turtleneck. No. Just no. Especially not a guy. It's like you clearly are obviously covering up a hickey. If you're wearing, if, you, if a guy is wearing a turtleneck, you're covering up a hickey or something. We had a lot of Jesse and turtlenecks in season two and three. I swear we did. So DJ's on the couch in the living room and she sounds like she's got an adding machine because of the way that a you know sound makes and Comet's just laying on the floor just being himself and Danny and Joey come in from outside and they're laughing about something like hey how's homework coming and DJ says great I just made six thousand dollars and they're for, from homework and Joey says, all I used to get was a stamp with a little happy face on it. Remember the scratch and, stiff, the scratch and sniff stickers? I remember those. Sometimes those would be given out. Those were the coolest thing. I, that and the, the, the puffy stickers. Remember the, the, the puffy stickers? Oh, my God. Can you think of Punky Brewster when she had that sticker book? It's the coolest thing. Oh, I, I, I miss those days when... You get a sticker on your homework for doing a good job. Granted, that would probably stop after, like, second grade, but it was still pretty cool. Danny has to explain to Joey, like, Joey, look, it's not real money, all right? I mean, she's doing an <laughs> economics project for school. 
So, DJ, hands down, she is getting the worst outfit of the episode. I do not like this little uh, bib collar dealie she's got going on. I mean, her hair isn't flipped at the ends like it is at the, in the series finale, thank goodness. Because I really, not about that. But it's just, it's like a little rounded, like, uh, divided in the middle kind of bib collar thing going on. And I, I just, I, it just, and the color too, it's like, uh, I don't know, off-white, cream white, egg white, whatever color you want. I just, ugh, no, I just, I don't like it 100%. Hands down, worst outfit of the episode, going to DJ. Unless something else can come along that can top it in this episode, hands down, that is just the worst. So I guess she says they started with 5000 fictitious dollars to choose stocks and make fictitious investments and stuff like that. So, And Danny and Joey actually decide, because... DJ proves to be so good at this that they actually want to invest real money in real stocks and play the stock market. DJ says I'm halfway to a fictitious mi fictitious Miata. Isn't a Miata like an itty bitty car? <coughs> and she shows them a graphing chart that has a little uh, arrow that goes upward. She says so far everything I picked has been a winner. She shows it the graphing chart to Joey and he's like oh this looks like my cholesterol chart. Hmm, so seems like that little cholesterol issue that Joey had in season one or two, still, he's struggling with that. So, Joey's like, hey, Deej, you got any uh, investment uh, ideas for us? Any winners? She's like, hey, look, today I invested all my money in Glamo Toys, which of course is something that's not real in real life, but... Uh, yeah, so they're actually going to invest real money in that, I'm guessing. And Joey says, Glamo Toys? And DJ says, shh, there are spies everywhere. Looking at Comet, who's like, Woo! Comet's not going to play the stock market, Deej, okay? He can't talk, so I'm sure you're fine. But DJ leaves, and then Joey's like, you know, Danny, as he and Danny sit on the couch, Maybe you and I should invest some real dollars in Glamo toys. Like, I, 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 I wouldn't, honestly. I don't, that just sounds like a risk that I wouldn't be willing to take. Danny is hesitant. It's like, Joey, I don't think that's such a great idea. The stock market, it's too risky. Yes, Danny, in this day and age, we should ask ourselves, what would Pam Tanner do? Would Pam want you to play the stock market? The answer is no. There's your answer. <laughs> Danny says, I don't even take a chance when I play Monopoly. <laughs> he says, I just pass go. I ride the railroad. If I land on take a chance, I quit. That's the thing with Monopoly. That's something that is like, if you're playing that game, you are clearing your whole day for that. Because that game is not... A quick game unless there are ways to make it a quick game that's why we, we rarely ever play it because it just it takes too long I mean it's cool and all but it just it's it's too long of a game that one in, I mean I like Trivial Pursuit Disney that's the only Trivial Pursuit I really would play would be that one because I stink at the original one I'm not good with that one so 
was just like, I mean, at least Trivial Pursuit of Disney is all Disney movies, so you're a Disney movie aficionado like myself, except for when it comes to questions about Sleeping Beauty or, oh, what's that other one? Oh, there's some other. Alice in Wonderland, I think that's another <laughs> that I've only seen a once or twice. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, Alice in Wonderland, Sleeping Beauty, they're just, they're not my favorite. Snow White is another one that is okay. I just, I can't stand her voice in that. In, in, in Snow White, I just, I can't. It's like, I know that cartoon character, that voice sounds older than what that character is supposed to be. It just, I don't know. That's, but yeah. So Joey is really putting a lot of faith into DJ, you know, what she's doing and all that good stuff. Like, you know, what risk? Danny, look, I mean, clearly DJ, she knows what she's doing. Look at the charts. Look at the graphs. Look, we'll be partners. We'll go in together 50-50. Yeah, he pretty much, uh, Joey goads Danny into doing this. Joey, Danny's like, you know what? Joey, you're right. I'm tired of always sitting on the sidelines and watching other people get rich. I think it's a turn. It's my turn now. Ugh. Guys, I don't. Are we going to learn how much money? Well, I know this does not, from seeing this, it does not bode well for these boys playing the stock market. Danny says, I completely missed out on the 80s. Well, that's because you were raising a family, Danny. <laughs> and I'm sure Pam did not want you playing the stock market. I mean, look at that nice, sweet house you got there. Joey says he has money stashed away in his belch jar. Is that, like, kind of like a swear jar? Only, like, for when he belches inappropriately during dinner or out in public, he's got to put money in, like a swear jar? And even Danny's like, belch jar? You have a belch jar? And Joey explains, yeah, Danny, I mean, every time I belch, I drop a quarter in. And I'd be like, how much money do you have in there, Joey? And Joey apparently has so much money, so many quarters in this belch jar. He says, let me just say that I'm one burrito away from owning my own condo. Uh, really? Uh, okay. Whatever you say, Jojo. Danny says, yeah, you should own your own suburb by now. Like, you forget, Joey. I know you. I've known you since we were 12. Yeah. You should have started really early on. Okay, how about this? Runner up. Danny in that slate gray mock turtleneck. That's going to be runner up to DJ. Because I don't think there's anything that is going to top DJ's um, her bib collar thing. No way. There's just no way. There's just no way. Hey, honey. Hi. How's your homework coming? I just made $6,000. Doing homework? All I used to get was a stamp with a little happy face on it. Joey, it's, it's not real money. She's doing an economics project. Wow. Yeah, we started two weeks ago with 5,000 fictitious dollars. We uh, choose stocks and make fictitious investments. I'm halfway to a fictitious Miata. <laughs> so far, everything I've picked has been the winner. Hmm. Looks like my cholesterol chart. <laughs> so, Deej, you got any hot tips for us? Well, just between us. Yeah. Today, I invested all my money in Glamo toys. Glamo toys? <laughs> Shh. There's spies everywhere. <laughs> 
You know something, Danny? I think DJ's onto something here. You and I should invest some real dollars in Glamo toys. Joey, I don't think so. The stock market is too risky. I don't even take a chance when I play Monopoly. I just pass go, I ride the railroad. If I land on take a chance, I quit. Danny, what risk? I mean, DJ obviously knows what she's doing. Look at all these charts and graphs. Come on, you and I will be partners. Uh, maybe you're right. Yeah. I'm tired of always sitting on the sidelines watching other people get rich. I completely missed out on the 80s. Great, I got some money stashed away in my belch jar. Your belch jar? Yeah, my belch jar. Every time I belch, I drop a quarter in it. Let me just say that I am one burrito away from owning my own condo. You should own your own suburb by now. So, this was also a big song of this time. Because this aired February 21st, 95. So in the mid-90s, definitely Ace of Base was big. The, the, the sign, that was... I, don't know what other songs they sing except for the sign. I'm I know they sing others. Um, wait, there's got to be an. Wasn't there? Let me look it up. Hold on. Okay, so yeah, some of their other songs actually are coming back to me. All that she wants is also from the album called The Sign. Another one, Don't Turn Around. I remember that. I used to call um, what was it called the TDI Talking Phone. Um, it was a thing that was part of our phone book, and you could find the top ten hits of the week for, like, adult contemporary or country music artists, and I think I would, I can't remember if that was a free thing or whether I actually, or whether we got charged for it, I can't remember. I thought it was a local thing, because... I remember on my birthday, I would call and, like, find out my horoscope or something like that. <laughs> or, like, the joke of the day or something like that. So, it looks like the album The Sign actually came out in 1993. So, by the time this episode came around, the song was already at least a year old. But definitely, I mean, you could tell the girls have gotten better. They're staying in rhythm. They're staying on the same song. And this is kind of just a tryout just to have, you know... Becky and Danny, since they're part of the Young Talent Search for the Wake Up San Francisco, you know, talent show act thing competition, you know, Jesse's just going to have them demonstrate for them. Just see, well, what do you think? Do you think they're ready? Do you think they're good? And of course, you know, Danny and, and Becky would just think, well, you sound great to me. But Jesse, with the musical ear, is going to see, you know, he's going to be... With the criticism, like, there are things that you guys do need to fix in the song before you actually perform it on stage. Like, you might think you sound good, but and you may sound like you're staying in tune, but there are areas of the song where, you know, you are kind of lacking, or you need to speed it up, or you need to stay in tempo, or you need to, you know, I don't know anything about teaching music or none of playing even an instrument in my lifetime, but... It's clearly, you know, being that he's been in multiple bands and all that stuff, so he would probably know. You know, and as their manager, because that's what she wanted, you know, he's going to have things that they need to focus on and fix before they can actually go out and play for an audience. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Danny and Becky stand up and clap, and you know they all sound good. I think towards the end, um, seemed like something was starting to over take like an instrument. I don't know whether it was the keyboards or something was starting to over take you know Stephanie's voice, like kind of. But anyway, yeah, Jesse's like, hey, what do y'all think? I mean, they're all playing the same song in the same key in the same room and they're all, I like how they're all like mouthing the words with each other and smiling hey we're doing good and everything we're all yeah so Becky's like you know Danny I think we found some contestants for wake up San Francisco's young talent search and he's trying to be cool here he's like you guys you were deaf you were fresh you were chilling you were fly it's like please stop just just stop Danny thank you and he stops and he looked at them like, you kids actually use any of those hip words still? I'm like, uh, not anymore. <laughs> Gia says, yeah, we do, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> I mean, how were they? Now, now, bear in mind, we've only been working for a few days, but they're all playing the same song in the same key in the same room. Listen, you know what, Danny? I think that we found some contestants for Wake Up San Francisco's Young Talent Search. All right. Great. Yeah, all absolutely. Great. You, you guys, you, you were, you were totally, you were deaf, you were fresh, you were chilling, you were fly. <laughs> you kids uh, actually use any of those hip words still? Yeah, we do, but I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Come on, out of the room. Let's go. We gotta rehearse some more. Thank right. you. So Jesse kicks out Danny and Becky. Like, look, we gotta keep rehearsing everything. And as soon as they're gone, like, all right, let's take it from the top. And Kimmy calls him Uncle Slave Driver. And like, oh my gosh, can we take a break? We've been rehearsing forever. And even Stephanie's like, look at this. My blisters are getting blisters. Wouldn't you use a pick or a um? Well, you're playing guitar or like maybe wrap your fingers in band-aids i don't know something yeah the girls they're like we've been rehearsing for forever can we just take a break for a hot minute please and jesse's like look i get it all right but if you want to be a good band you gotta rehearse until you get it perfect yeah and then he's going to like get in on the mistakes that they were making because I noticed while the girls were singing the song Jesse was like using cues with his hands to explain I think definitely to Stephanie like there are you need to like I don't know like <laughs> what he was trying to you know sign to her but just that even like you could even hear in the clip towards the very end of the song there's something up with her, her playing or something just seemed out of sync. Those are the things, the mistakes, the things you have to fix before you go out and perform. You got to be able to play that song in your sleep, really. That you're that good and not making any mistakes. He's like, you got to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse until you get it perfect. And then, of course, Gia's like, how can someone so mean have such great hair? So, yeah, she is schmoozing him to hopefully try to get a break. 
Yeah, they hit him in the hair department compliment. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, oh, what the heck, take five. So they're all like, hey, let's hit up the mall. And he's like, no, 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 no. When I say take five, I mean like five minutes. Like go upstairs, use the bathroom, get a drink of water if you need to. But you, you don't have time to hit the mall. They actually have been rehearsing for at least, what, a few days, he says now? But they're still, I mean, you're not nearly ready to be out in public with that. Yeah, they, now their girls are focused on new outfits, cool outfits to wear for the contest. Like, no, you work on the song first and then you think about the outfits. You're not even close to thinking about outfits yet. And listening, because you're like, no, I said take five, that's five minutes. You know what? Take ten minutes, you said nice things about my hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just see how this is just going to snowball out of control. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes you gotta be tough. You gotta be tough. And, you know, they want they don't want to hear criticism, but it's like, sometimes you gotta you got do it. Alright, guys, let's take it from the top. Come on, Uncle Slave Driver. Can't we take a break? We've been rehearsing forever. I mean, look at this. My blisters are getting blisters. I realize that, oh, but you guys, 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 please, if you want to be a good band, you gotta rehearse, rehearse, rehearse until you get it perfect. How can someone so mean have such great hair? <laughs> All right, what the heck? Take five. All right, let's hit the mall. Yeah, we can pick out cool outfits to wear for the contest. No, guys, I, I said five. That that's five minutes. All right, take ten minutes. What the heck? You said nice things about my hair. Well, let's just call it lunch. Let's just have a little lunch. I'm just kind of thinking the fact that Jesse is able to do this while still running the Smash Club, while doing the radio show. And any other and all obligation and commitments that he has, that he's able to take time to focus on Stephanie with his busy schedule. And it's just, she's not appreciative of it at all. But no, they're more about like, hey, let's see how we look. Ugh. First, you know that Jesse's going to be like, girls, where have you been? I said, take 10 minutes. You went to the mall? No, 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 no. If I'm going to be your manager, it's like, no, we need to work on this because you guys are not even close to being ready to singing in public yet. So Gia's like, all right, girls, let's work on our look since, you know, they got that closet mirror there. We should look tough. No, she says we should be vulnerable yet tough. Uh, <laughs> and the girls are all start making uh, tough faces <laughs> in the mirror. Not only was flannel big in the 90s, but overalls were also a big 90s thing back in the day. And Gia's just like, come on, girls, tougher. Come on, Tanner, can't you get any tougher than that? And Stephanie says, not without spraining my face. They're like, all right, let's work on our hair. Here comes Michelle with Derek and Lisa. And Michelle is a little mini manager here. She's a little mini Jessie in the making because she is a manager for the duet that Derek and Lisa are going to sing. Aww. Another thing in the 90s, aside from flannel and bib overalls, shirts that had hoods on them. Yeah, like what Lisa's wearing. Lisa's like, oh, we better go. This might be contagious. Because she's looking at the girls, like, playing with their hair and flipping their hair. Like, they have lice or something. <laughs> Stephanie's getting way too 
ahead of herself and she says, we're practicing how to pose for our album cover. You girls haven't even made it all the way through one song perfectly yet. Let's not think album, album covers just yet. Michelle says, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had cooties. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, or lice. I love how proper Derek talks. He says, actually, we're here because we may be of some assistance to your ensemble. The way Derek says your ensemble, like, like you four people that don't know what you're doing. Like, you girls have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> Let dear old Derek here help you out. Kimmy just goes right to the chase. Like, look, unless you're here to help the band, get lost. Gosh, Michelle just puts Kimmy in her place. Like, Kimmy, stay with me on this, please. So, yeah, she says, look, Derek and Lisa are great singers. If you let them in the band, you'll definitely win the contest. Um, are the girls just going to play the instruments and then Derek and Lisa are going to sing? Are they going to try? I mean, I don't know how that's going to work with them all singing. Like, I saw the song. I don't, I, mm, I don't. You got the two tots. You got the two uh, little preteens there. And then you got the four teenagers. It, mm, I don't know. I just don't see that working out, Michelle. I think you need to stick with your own thing. Stephanie doesn't mince words here. She's like, excuse me while I say. <laughs> they all laugh like. <laughs> no way that's happening. No, 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 no. Ever writes the lines for Derek is genius. He says, I was afraid of this. The risk of humiliation has borne bitter fruit. And then he turns and just walks out of the room. Head held high. Because that is Derek. I know. <laughs> okay, everybody, let's work on our look. It should be vulnerable yet tough. <laughs> tougher. <laughs> Come on, Tanner. Can't you get any tougher than that? Not without spraining my face. <laughs> let's work on our hair. go it could be contagious we're practicing how to pose for our album cover sorry we thought you had cooties actually we're here because we may be of some assistance to your ensemble look unless you're here to help the band get lost Kimmy stay with me on this Derek and Lisa are great singers if you let them in the band you definitely win the contest excuse me when I say I was afraid of this. The risk of humiliation has borne bitter fruit. So Jesse comes up and says, hey, Michelle, you and your friends beat it, all right? I got to work with the band. And Michelle says, yeah, how about you start with their personalities? Like, they all have bad attitudes. So Jesse's like, all right, troops, let's go back to the studio, all right? We got to keep working on this music. Yeah, and Stephanie's like, Uncle Jesse, we already got the music part down. No, you do not, young lady. You do not have that music down. Because Jesse's gonna, Uncle Jesse's going to give you some serious criticism that you sorely need here. She's like, now we need to work on our look. No, you don't. That is the last thing you do. It's your look. Jesse says, you already got the look. You look like four girls who need to rehearse. And Jesse even tells him, like, I'm not going to be on the side of the stage calling out chords to you. Which is probably what he was doing with the signing of 
you know, the hand gestures and everything. It's probably telling you, you're on the wrong chord, get on the right chord. And Kimmy's like, oh, like we can't remember three chords? A-E, uh, yeah, exactly, my point, exactly. And then she says, I-O-U. And Stephanie doesn't even realize just how, you know, this is serious. Then she's like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, Dad and Aunt Becky said we were great. It's like, yeah, but they're not musicians. So they, of course, they're going to say that. And the girls are like, yeah, they said they, that we were great. What's the problem there? Yeah, Jesse says, of course they did. They're family. I'm your manager. So I'm going to tell you the truth. And Steph, ay, ay, ay. you know, I'm sorry to say this, but she kind of deserves what she gets in the end. And she said, yeah, the truth is you just want to boss us around. It's like, no, no. He's guiding you and, you and giving you feedback and you're not accepting it. You just want to fight with him on every single issue that comes up. You want to think you're perfect and not put in the work and just think after three days that you've mastered this song when you clearly haven't. He says, you know, the truth is you guys made a million mistakes. Now let's hit the studio. And Sarah's like, you know, name one. Name one mistake. He's like, oh, I can name uh, more than just one. And let's start with you, Stephanie. All right, he says, you missed three or four chord changes. You were flat on the first verse. Your uh, guitar playing slowed down the song. Yeah, he's like, your guitar playing slowed the song down. And she's like, look, I said one, all right? Just give us a break, Uncle Jesse. And eventually Jesse is going to say, you know, I don't need this. I really don't. I want to help you out. And you're not even going to take this as construct. Yeah, constructive criticism is what it is. It's like, you want to be good? Great. But you got to put in the work. Otherwise, you're going to be HR on stage. And it's fine with it sounding okay. Like, it sounded okay. It's like, okay, okay, it's not going to cut it. Like, no, it's not. People don't pay a bunch of money to hear, like, just okay from a band on stage. They don't pay a bunch of money to buy an album that an artist just sounds okay on with their songs. They want pristine, clear, crystal perfection in their music. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah, and he is 100% honest. He says, you guys are not ready to perform in front of people. He tells them, you got to practice, practice, practice until you can play this stuff in your sleep. I mean, I remember when in seventh grade, we did that choir concert in the spring. And just those songs, we played them over and over and over and over again. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't be able to tell you the words of those songs now <laughs> and now in 2022, but in 1995, when I was 13, I probably could have told them to you. I'm trying to think, what we, uh, Hoodie and the Blowfish, I Want to Hold Your Hand, or no, Hold My Hand, I'm sorry, I Want to Hold Your Hand was by the, okay, there's, uh, the Hoodie and the Blowfish song, there was House of Love by Vince Gill and Amy Grant. There was Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu. There was Reach for the Light. That was the song from the end of the movie Balto. I think it was, I thought it was just four, but there might have been a fifth one in there. I can't remember what that was. I think maybe it was just four songs. 
how is it like i only remember like a couple verses from reach for the light reach for the light you might touch the sky i, <laughs> I don't know the rest of it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that was the chorus reach for the light you might touch the sky so yeah, something like that i don't know but whenever i hear that song Hold My Hand by Hootie and the Blowfish. I immediately am back in that 7th grade choir room. <laughs> and Stephanie asks, well, any other complaints? And he says, yeah, you have a bad attitude. And then she says, well, that's because you're a bad manager. Yeah, and he's surprised at first one to like, like, she said that to me. He's like, like, Steph, I don't need this. And then she says, well, we don't need you. It's like, uh, well, okay. Have at it then, sweetie. You're on your own because I'm done. So, yeah, Jesse Lee. So, what are you guys firing me? And then Kimmy stands up and says, Well, we can't fire you. You quit. And then Stephanie, who's just a raging ball of teenagers, she's like, Kimmy, I'll handle this. And Jesse pretty much cuts her off, like, You know what, Steph? I'm done. You guys think you can do it without me? Have at it. He's like, Stephanie, I'm sorry I got involved in your little band in the first place. And Gia, these girls got mouthy. So he's not as sorry as we are. Well, you'll be sorry once you're on stage and you can't remember the parts of the song that you're singing. It's more than just I saw the sign. It's more than that. It's more than the chorus. And Gary says, yeah, pack it up, Uncle Hairboy. Jesse says, you know, Kimmy, I, I think I won't miss you most of all. Is that a line from Wizard of Oz? Where she's like, you know what, I think, no, she says, I think I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. Is that how it goes? Is that how she says it? I'm trying to remember. Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. I thought it was Scarecrow that she said, you know, I think I'll miss you most of all because he was the one that started out on her journey. She was, he was the first one that she met on her journey on that yellow brick road. It's like, you got me started on this. You're the one who decided to come with me and say, you know what, we're in this together. And then you guys collected, you know, the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion along the way and all that good stuff. She has... Gia, like, does a double take at Stephanie's face, like, that's it, Tanner's got the look. I think she is just, uh, yeah, she's got the look of a, a teenager that thinks, like, they're right and the other person's wrong, that whole, I'm gonna show you, like, the attitude. You and your friends beat it, I gotta work with the band. You can start on their personalities. <laughs> All right, troops, break's over. Let's hit the studio. Come on. Uncle Jesse, we've already got the music part down. Now we need to work on our look. You already got the look. You look like four girls who need to rehearse. <laughs> now, I'm not going to be on the side of that stage calling out chords to you guys. Oh, like we can't remember three chords? A, E. <laughs> I, O, U. <laughs> Come on, Uncle Jesse. What's the big deal? Dad and Aunt Becky said we were great. Yeah, they said we were great. Of course they did. They're family. I'm your manager, and I'm going to tell you the truth. The truth is you just want to boss us around. The truth is you guys made a million mistakes. Now, let's hit the studio. Name one. All right, let's start with you. You missed about three or four chord changes. You were flat on the first verse. Your guitar playing slowed the whole song down. You... I said one. I mean, give us a break, Uncle Jesse. It sounded okay. Okay? 
Okay's not going to cut it, all right? You guys aren't ready to perform in front of people. Now, what you got to do is practice over and over and over again until you can play this stuff in your sleep. Any other complaints? Yeah, you have a bad attitude. Well, that's because you're a bad manager. Steph, I, I don't really need this. Well, we don't need you. Really? So you guys are firing me? We can't fire you. You quit. <laughs> Kimmy, I'll handle this. You know, Stephanie, I'm sorry I got involved with your little band in the first place. Not as sorry as we are. Yeah, pack it up, Uncle Hairboy. <laughs> you know, Kimmy, I think I won't miss you most of all. <laughs> That's it. Tanner's got the look. <laughs> Was that part of the trivia? I don't I don't think that was part of the trivia. Maybe it was. Let me double check. I thought when um Stephanie mentions about becoming a band that can be, be like the Go-Go's, which is funny because that's what the episode title is after the Go-Go's song, We Got the Beat. No, it's not in this trivia where it definitely honestly should be. I mean, I prefer that is trivia than the girl who was the drummer in this girl talk band later becomes the drummer for Beyonce, which I don't follow Beyonce's music, but, um, or maybe I've heard, I'm sure I've heard of Beyonce's music, some songs. Stephanie almost never properly plays the chords she needs. This could be deliberate to the show's. Show the girls inexperience. Well, probably. Alright, so we gotta get back to plot B with the whole Glamo Toys, Danny and Joey's stock investment. Because just uh, De Danny's all like, hey, Joey, how's our stock doing? And he's like, yeah, just checking it right now, partner. Uh, let's see, Glamo. Ooh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. See, because they put in real... Uh, how much money did they probably put in? How much money do you have to put in in order to do the stock market? Is it $500? $1,000? I don't know. So, Joey says it's down six points, but, you know, it could have been worse. And Danny's like, how could that be worse? And Joey says, well, I could have invested as much money as you did. Da da Ooh, Danny, why would you do that? Why would you? Ooh, that is so dangerous. I mean, if you have money to burn and you're playing the stocks, put it towards something else. Especially if you have a house and a family. Don't, don't risk things like that. Just, that's just not good. So, DJ comes in and asks how uh, the stocks are, you know, with her Glamo Toys fictitious investment. And Joey's like, well, you want the obituaries. It's down six points. And DJ's like, well, at least I didn't put any real money in there. She says, well, good thing no one lost any real money. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Hey, how did our stock do? I'm checking right now, partner. Glamo, glamo, glam. Oh. <laughs> what, 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 oh, what happened? It's down six points. That's awful. Well, it could have been a lot worse. How? I could have invested as much money as you did. Hey, guys. Hey. You have the business section. I want to see how Glamo did. You want the obituaries. <laughs> it's down six points. Whoa. Good thing no one lost any real money. Right. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing. <laughs> All right. So at the Smash Club, they're doing the youth talent search for Wake Up San Francisco, and the girls are all up 
They're all set up on, on the stage with their instruments, the amps, all that stuff. And Jesse, who won't make eye contact with Stephanie, is like, oh, because he's setting up the microphones and everything, and there's a piano there. Like, oh, you, you think you guys are ready? And Stephanie's like, yeah, we practice all day. By practiced all day, do you mean 12 hours, 8 hours, 6 hours, 4 hours, 2 hours? What does all day mean in, in Stephanie language, in teenage language? And Jesse's like, good, I mean, you, you worked on those chord changes, right? And Stephanie says, no, we practice our choreography. And Jesse looks at Stephanie and says, Steph, that's the last thing you need to practice. And Stephanie says, it was, hair, nails, choreography. Like, well, whatever, I hope you know what you're doing up here, because I ain't going to be able to help you. Yeah, he's like, he just kind of, you know, walks off, dismisses her, like, yeah, sounds like he had a full day. And Jesse goes to walk off stage. She's like, I know you're thinking, Uncle Jesse, but we're going to show you. We're going to show everybody. I'm thinking, well, yeah, I hope for your sake that you're right. Yeah, she's like, we're going to be great out here. I'm like, well, I hope so. <laughs> okay, Steph, you need to dial it down. She says, and you're going to be sorry about the way you treated us. Treated you how? He was giving you constructive criticism, which you sorely, clearly needed. He wasn't treating you any different than any other manager who would be working with a... a ba See, that's the thing. They thought it was just going to be hair, nails, and fun times and looking tough in the mirror. I was like, no, you are learning how to play an instrument and also learning how to play a song. Which I would think you want to be like working on an instrument for a long period of time before you even attempt learning how to play a song. Like, ugh. But, yeah, she really needs to dial down her attitude. It's like, I don't need this, okay? And he kind of, you know, puts a hand on Charlotte. You know, you know I, I hope that happens. You know, great. Great for you. Good for you, Stephanie. What exactly she, the response she is wanting to get out of him? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, Stephanie, I'm sorry. I was real hard on you, sweetie. That's, don't work with family. <laughs> All I can say is don't work with family. If you can't handle criticism from a stranger, what are the odds that you're going to be able to handle criticism from a family member? Because that is probably just as harsh because it's coming from someone that you love and someone that cares about you. Sometimes it's probably even better to take criticism from a stranger than it is your own family. Uh, I think you guys are ready? Yeah, we practiced all day. Oh, good, good. You're working on the chord changes, huh? No. We practiced our choreography. Steph, that's the last thing you need to practice. It was. Hair, nails, choreography. No. You had a full day. I know what you're thinking, Uncle Jesse, but we're going to show you. And we're going to be great out here. And you're going to be sorry about the way you treated us. I hope that happens. So here comes Kimmy, like, greetings, music lovers. And Stephanie's like, Kimmy, Gebler, come on, you're late. What's up with this? She's like, hey, I, was, uh, I got my new keyboard here. got my two lackeys lugging in it right now as Danny and Joey are carrying her key new keyboard. That Apparently she invested real money into Glamo toys, or was it something else? Dang, girl! When she's like, be careful, doofoids, that thing's expensive. 
Okay, girl, I think that's gone a little too far. I mean, my gosh. They're grown adults. You're calling them doofoids. And Joey's like, wow, abusive and can inconsiderate. You're going to make someone a very, uh, uh yeah, you're going to make, yeah. You're going to make someone a great first wife. <laughs> so Danny, of course, he wants to know. It's like, Kimmy, since you have no visual means of support and no hope of getting any, where did you get the money to get this? And Kimmy says, why is investing? And then she turns to Deej and says, hey, look, Deej, I've been following that Glamo stock and I made a bundle. And Deej says, well, what are you talking about? It went down six points yesterday. And Kimmy says, that's when I bought it. Yeah, she says I bought it at, at its all-time low. It went up 20 points today. And she says, so I sold it and made a tiny little profit. How old do you have to be? How old do you got to be to do the stock market thing? I mean, Kimmy's what? If this is, then she's got to be what, 18? I mean, I guess. I, I don't know the age range. I mean, 18? I mean, whatever. <laughs> Good for her. She earned some money. So Danny is extremely excited at this news. However, Joey has bad news for Danny. And DJ sees her Dan doing a little jig, a little dance on the stage. Like, oh, I've never seen you so happy for Kimmy, Dad. And Danny says, well, you still haven't. Joey and I bought that stock. Danny's like, we're going to make a bundle. And no, mm, no, you're not. <laughs> And Joey says, look, Danny, the jig is up. I hate to burst your bundle, but uh, I sold that stock this morning. Cripes. And Danny says, well, this morning it was at its all-time low. And then Joey says, exit stage, righty then, bye. <laughs> and DJ says, you know, I'm shocked. I never thought you guys would cheat off my homework. Greetings, music lovers. Gibbler, you're late. Sorry, Goldilocks. I was picking up my new keyboard. I got my two lackeys lugging it in right now. <laughs> Be careful, doofoids. That thing's expensive. Wow, abusive and inconsiderate. You're going to make someone a great first wife. <laughs> Since you have no visible means of support and obviously no hope of getting any, where did you get the money to get this? Why is investing? Hey, Deej, I've been following that Glamo stock. I made a bundle. Well, what are you talking about? It went down six points yesterday. That's when I bought it, at its all-time low. It went up 20 points today, so I sold it and made a tidy little profit. I've never seen you so happy for Kimmy. Oh, you still haven't. Joey and I, we bought that stock. We're going to make a bundle. Danny, 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 the jig is up. Look, I, I hate to burst your bundle, but I sold that stock this morning. Uh, this morning, it was at its all-time low. Exit. Stage right even. I am shocked. I never thought you guys would cheat off my homework. Hey, Danny. It's almost showtime. Ready to light up that stage? Now? I am so depressed. I can't be expected to go out there and perform right now like some trained seal. So Becky comes over and is like, hey, Danny, ready to light up the stage? And Danny, of course, is so depressed, like, I don't want to perform like some trained seal. And Spotlight is on him because they're on the stage. And he immediately jumps into 
his Danny Tanner wake up San Francisco persona as they start welcoming the new acts. And of course, you know, Danny introduces himself, Danny Tanner from Wake Up San Francisco, Rebecca Donaldson from Wake Up San Francisco for the young talent search. She says, actually, the search is over because all the young talent is right here. Of course, Danny's like, oh, thank you, Becky, you're too kind. And she's like, well, I was talking about the kids backstage, Danny. So, yes, they introduced Jennifer Robin, who is an adorable little violinist and I love how she gets ready and then she looks up at Danny and Becky like I work alone like you can both leave (laughs) oh yeah we have the violinist we have someone singing La Bamba we have uh, a girl doing uh, a Hawaiian dance it's just a montage of different there's even a boy dressed as a cowboy uh, doing the, uh, the harmonica. Oh, I'm sorry, he's not dressed like a cowboy. He almost looks like Derek because, yeah, he's playing a blues tune into a harmonica and he's wearing a blue, a, a royal blue, is it royal blue? I don't know, a blazer. He's really, really adorable. Also have a tap dancer. Okay, another violinist playing a country tune he has got uh the cowboy hat the flannel the um cowhide vest the belt buckle he's he's dressed like a cowboy playing the violin we have three boys doing irish dancing we have uh someone on the trumpet playing with saints go saints go marching in max fuller could really take some trumpet lessons from this kid Hey, Danny, it's almost showtime. Ready to light up that stage? Now? I am so depressed. I can't be expected to go out there and perform right now like some trained seal. Hi, everybody. I'm Danny Tanner. And hi, Rebecca Donaldson. Welcome to Wake Up San Francisco's Young Talent Search. Well, actually, the search is over because all the young talent is right here. Oh, gee, Becky, thank you. You are too kind. Actually, I was talking about the kids backstage, so let's get them out here. (laughs) Our first contestant is Jennifer Robin. Excuse me, I work alone. a salad for lunch. And I thought it tasted a bit off. I think you just have stage fright. How do you know? You're not my therapist. So, 
it just kind of makes me think, you know, Derek is a little stressed out, you know, stage fright. I'm just thinking, it takes me back to season six, right? With um, the Yankee Doodle Dandy, where he played uh, uh, <laughs> um, Yankee Doodle, right? And he was singing that song, and he had stage fright then, but he overcame it. But <laughs> And he's saying how his mom fed him some pork pasta salad with... Ugh. Uh, and he's like, I thought it tastes a little off. Michelle says, you know, you probably just have some stage fright. He's like, how do you know? You're not my therapist. I'm like, okay. So, yeah. And then Becky's going to introduce Derek and Lisa. And they, Derek, of course, I remember the kid, him, like, Ewing from Star Search. I 100% remember him from that. I'm trying to remember if I might have seen him on Star Search first and then saw him on Full House. I can't remember. Next up, the musical stylings of Lisa and Derek. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Come on, Derek. I need a tums the size of a hockey puck. <laughs> Derek, don't worry. You'll be fine. You're going to blow the roof off this place. <laughs> if you don't blow chunks first. <laughs> do really really good and I'm just thinking of the movie Little Rascals which I did review that movie on my looking back on my Wonder Years podcast um, and I just remember him playing the character Waldo some little rich jerk kid and just him his fascination with Darla who is you know in a relationship with Elfelp I don't even know why I say relationship they're like 8 years old and it just feels weird Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> that that review, of course, is for anyone 18 and older, but, um, uh, yeah, all right, Girl Talk is gonna be the final contestants. Danny's like, I don't know, I, I feel sorry for whoever's gonna go up after Derek and Lisa, because the, these ones were amazing, so let's see how Girl Talk does. Let's just say, uh, they're not very impressive. They clearly look like they got a lot of work to do. <laughs> All right, that's that's a tough act to follow, but you know what? Somebody's got to do it. So let's give it up for our final contestants, Girl Talk. You could just see you think they're ready. I don't know. What, what, it looks like they're managers or something. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> 
problem. <laughs> you guys are supposed to stay with me. Yeah, we would if we knew what you were playing. Well, you guys, let's just uh, start from where we left off, okay? We all left off in different places. Let's just pick it up, okay? On three. Why One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can get my money back on this outfit. Wait, guys, come on. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> well, that was a really, really, really good try. Uh, let's give it up for Girl Talk. They're only the famous All right. Thank you. And the winners are Lisa Leeper and Derek S. Boyd. Thank you, thank you. We owe it all to our manager, Michelle Tanner. So, yeah, I mean, the girls start out, it sounds good at first. But then the way that Stephanie, and they're both kind of moving their guitars up and down, and then Stephanie ends up knocking over her mic. So instead of picking it up, she goes over and starts sharing a mic with Gia. And then this song is all out of tune because we got the person on the drums, we got Kimmy on the keyboard, and everything is just out of sync. And it's just, it sounds really horrible. I want, and, and they finally. Stephanie's like, cut, we have some technical difficulties and trying to get everyone on the same page. I would have like, pick your mic back up and then start from the beginning. But I'm like, this is a competition. You don't really, I don't think you get a do-over. You already proved that you're not ready. So I would have said, you know what, you gave it a, a try. You really should have stuck with your manager. And of course, the trophy is awarded to Derek and Lisa. And of course, they think they congratulate their manager Michelle so definitely could definitely take a lesson from them yeah and of course we have Stephanie upset and crying and wiping away tears in the uh Jesse's office so Jesse comes in and says hey Steph look we need to talk and she right away Almost like talk to the hand because the face don't want to hear it kind of attitude with why bother? I know what you're going to say. And then she starts, you know, listing all these things. Like, oh, your voice was flat. You were late on your chord movements or something. You just, you missed your chord changes. Your singing was flat. You have no business being out there. You made a total fool of yourself. And Jesse says, keep going. I'm not finished. And she looks like, it's not funny, Uncle Jesse. It's like, do you see him laughing? No. You got a hard lesson out there, little girl, on stage of what not to do when it comes to music. You listen to your manager. If he feels that you're not ready, because you clearly are not, then you should have listened to him. And you're lucky that he's a family member and speaking the truth because anyone else would have been a lot harsher and odds are they would have dumped you before you even got on that they would have dropped you before you had a chance to drop them jesse like as yeah jesse was being nice with his criticism compared to what any other any other manager out there would have done yeah, 
and she's throwing the blame onto him. She's like, I hope you're happy because this was the most humiliating night of my life. I'm thinking, Steph, you just, you got dealt a, a hard lesson and you just don't want to accept it. That Uncle Jesse was right on this one. <clears throat> and she's like, oh, just leave me alone. And then she's leaning up against this cabinet and he goes over to her and, you know, is kind of, you know, patting her hair and says, you know, Steph, who are you really angry at? And she just... Like, myself. It's like, yeah, I just needed to admit it. You know, I'm angry at myself for not listening to you. It's like, yeah, yeah. She says, now we're getting somewhere. And then she looks at him and says, and you for picking on me. Sweetie, he was not picking on you. That is not someone picking on you. Criticism is not someone picking on you. It's telling you things about yourself that you don't want to hear. And that's the thing, that's the, you know, harsh reality. That's just, that's the thing. Your family could, yourself alone could be your own worst critic because you know your own faults. And a family member could probably easily just as well know your own faults and point them exactly out to you. That's not someone picking on you. They're not teasing you. They're trying to help you see that there are things that you need to work on to be able to be your best self. And sometimes if you can't see it, then someone else is like, you got to see what I can see. Yeah, he says picking. I prefer to call it motivating. And she says, call it what you want. You made me feel terrible. Jesse kind of backpedals. You know, he's like, you know, I guess it was a little hard on you. He sits down, you know, and she sits on the couch and he sits in the chair across from her and says, you know, I'm sorry. It's Look, what happened tonight was exactly what I was afraid. I was afraid of happening. You know, you going up there on stage for your first time and being humiliated. That's why he said, girls, he said you were not ready. You had just recently learned how to play the guitar. And now you're learning how to play a song. I'd say you need to master that guitar before you even attempt trying to, you know, play a song on it. And Jesse said, you know, the same thing happened to me. And she says, yeah, I bet you didn't bomb like we did. It's like, no worse. Ho, 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 no, 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 no. And he says, look, it was our sixth grade talent show. It was me, the three ads, you know those guys. He says, you know, all we were concerned about, of course, was our hair. <laughs> you know, because they're sixth grade, you junior high, they're insecure. They're guys. You know, and he says, you know, we were back there before the show, greasing up, getting all greasy, ready to go. And yeah, their hands were so slick with that grease, they couldn't hold on to their instruments. He says, I can't hold on to my drumsticks, my hands are so greasy. He says, you know, I'm getting ready to do Wipeout, and then <laughs> stick goes flying, I wipe out Little Ed. <laughs> and Stephanie's like, are you making that up to make me, to make me feel better? And he's like, mm, he's shaking his head, no, no. And he asked her, but does it? And she says, kinda. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, honey, we all make mistakes. We all have our moments where we're embarrassed. And we just look at these as moments of, you know, you mess up. Everyone's gonna mess up once in a while. Nobody, no matter what they think, is perfect with something on the first try. It's, it's one thing to say beginner's luck, but honestly, I mean, <laughs> You might think something might come naturally to you, but you still do need to practice. Practice makes perfection. That is 100% correct, what Jesse said. 
And Stephanie says, I, I, I guess we should have practiced a little more. And Jesse says, no, you should have practiced a lot more. And he even tells her, you know, this is good advice. He says, you know, you can't succeed at everything on the first try. You know, whether it be a band or school or, you know, whatever you're doing at the time without working hard and having discipline. That's that's the thing. I mean, if you want something to be good, and I mean really good, you work at it and you perfect it and you tweak it until it's running like, until you know it backwards and forwards. And even then, if it's always good to, you know, run it by other people. Like, hey, I'm working on this thing. Can I run it by you? See what you say? Constructive criticism is very, very helpful. Another thing, if you're doing something, like um, my dad, once when he was golfing, had had me, you know, videotape him so that way he could go back and kind of watch the mistakes that he was making, which you're not going to see it in the moment because you're doing it. But if you're watching yourself do it from like you're videotaping yourself, you're seeing where you're making mistakes and that way that you can fix them. And then, you know, like I said, you're perfecting it. You're perfecting a te technique, you know, depending on what you're doing and everything like that. And Stephanie says, you know, I guess there's more to being in a band than just looking great. Yeah, it's like you can look great, but you need to be able to have the skills too. No one's just going to pay for a, listen to a band that just looks good, but they don't sound good. As I say, I mean, looks are only going to get you so far. They honestly will only get you so far. And she says, although we did look great. And Jesse's like, oh, you did. Your girls look really good. You look good. He tells her, you know, but you did say, you did pay some major dues tonight. It's like you girls learned some valuable lessons about what not to do for next time. And he says, you know, well, you won't have to go through your first performance again. And he says, well, luckily, neither will the audience. And says, you know, listen, I, I hope I didn't turn you off to music. And we know that he doesn't because in Fuller House, not only is she, you know, she was a DJ in season one, but then she started, you know, developing, you know, music and making, like, you know, songs and stuff. And we see that through the course of the show and even in season five and everything, she's writing songs, you know, for her baby girl and all that good stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't think he scared her off of music, you know, or turned her off of music. It's just, there are just things that you need to be able to learn along the way. And that's how you make mistakes and you learn along the way so you can fix things. And he even tells her, it's like, because you do have some natural talent. And she says, you know, thanks, Uncle Jesse. That really means a lot to me. And he says, you know, and I'm happy to help you anytime you want. And he puts an arm around her and says, but not as your manager, as your uncle. And she asks, how much percentage does an uncle get? And he's like, eh. And they hug, and he kind of kisses her on the side of the head. Aw, sweet Uncle Jesse Stephanie moment. He says, all right, come on, Steph. Let's go out there and see what's happening. Hi, Steph. Listen, um, we need to talk. Why bother? I know what you're going to say. You missed your chord changes. Your singing was flat. You have no business being out there. You made a total fool of yourself. Keep going. I'm not finished. <laughs> it's not funny, Uncle Jesse. No, I hope you're happy, because this was the most humiliating night of my life. Just leave me alone. 
Seth, who are you really angry at here? Myself? For not listening to you? Now we're getting somewhere. And you for picking on me? Picking? I, I prefer to call it motivating. Call it what you want. You made me feel terrible. Well, I guess I was a little hard on you. I'm sorry. It's just that, you know, what happened tonight was exactly what I was afraid of, you know? You going up there on stage for your very first time and being humiliated. The same thing happened to me. I'll bet you didn't bomb like we did. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> it was our sixth grade talent show, right? It was me, the three Eds. You know those guys. And all we were concerned about, of course, was our hair, right? So we're back before the show, greasing up, getting up, greasy, ready to go, right? I can't hold on to my drumsticks. My hands are so greasy. So I'm getting ready to do wipeouts, you know. Whoo, stick goes flying. I wipe out little Ed. Are you making that up to make me feel better? No. It does it? Kinda. I guess we should have practiced a little more. I guess you should have practiced a lot more. Listen, Steph, you, you can't succeed uh, at anything in life, you know, whether it be a band or school or whatever you're doing at the time without working very hard and having discipline. Yeah. I guess there's more to being in a band than just looking great. Although we did look great. Oh, yeah, you look very, very good. She did pay some major dues tonight. Really? Like what? Well, you won't have to go through your first performance again. And... Luckily, neither will the audience. <laughs> Listen, I hope I uh, hope I didn't turn you off to music. Because you do have some natural talent. Thanks, Uncle Jesse. That really means a lot to me. Well, listen, I, I'm happy to help you anytime you want. But not as your manager, as your as your uncle. How much percentage does an uncle get? <laughs> Proud of you. All right, that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. So, of course, worst outfit of the episode. Like I said, it's going to DJ with that uh, little uh, bib collar dealy going on and that egg white shirt. I just didn't like it. <laughs> That's the worst outfit. Uh, runner up, as I said, that gray, slate gray mock turtleneck thing that Danny's wearing. And best outfit, I'm going to give it to Jesse because what he was wearing, and I may be a little biased because, you know, he's wearing this nice black blazer with the you know, red, you know, uh, shirt underneath. And yes, I know a bias because my favorite color is red, but he rocked that. He rocked that look. That was a good look. Yeah. So, Tanner teachable moment for this episode. Uh, as far as for Stephanie, it's like practice makes, practice makes perfect. Nothing worth doing is ever easy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. You know, especially when it, if you want to be a, magi a magician, yes, I'm sure that takes a lot of work and hard, hard work and dedication too. But a musician, yes, 100% musicians, writers, off, you know, authors, just anything that you want to do. If you want it bad enough, you're going to sacrifice the hours. You're going to put in the time. You're going to take that criticism and 
use to the best of your ability. And don't you say think that criticism is someone making fun of you or that somebody is picking on you. As long as you're not just being overly harsh, like, it just, I mean, if you've seen that movie Whiplash with J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller, that guy, that guy was harsh. Oh, boy, was he harsh. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie is very lucky that she did not have J.K. Simmons as a music te uh, teacher. I just, oh, good, 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 good my goodness so um yeah just any anything you want to do just you think something's hard you want to give up right away don't don't if you need to take time off and just kind of rethink things retool decide whether it's something you really really want that's fine but if you're thinking you're going to be the next american idol or the next Whoever uh, Stephen King or whatever, it's like you got you got you got another thing coming. You could be, but how much work are you going to put into it to make it happen? You you don't necessarily have to be the next great thing either. Or you could be. Just by you know. You know, you can just be amazing. You don't have to be the next big thing. Because in your own way, you'll be that person to somebody else. You know, someone will pick up your book and say, I've never, ever read a book like this before. And you don't got to be the world's best-selling author. You don't got to be, you know, James Patterson <laughs> or... Um, like I said, Stephen King or, uh, think of a lady author, um, Sarah Dessen, a young adult author, writes uh, young adult contemporary. You don't have to be those people. Just be yourself. And people are going to like you for what you put out in the world. That's the thing. You are what you put out there. And as long as you're doing 100% you're giving it your all. People are going to see that through the work that you put out. If you're only doing it's just okay or it's just fine, that's not... You and your own mind know that that's not good enough. You, No one wants to read something that's just fine or just okay because you're not putting all of yourself into it. And it is risky, you know? It's risky, you know... The, the judgment, the, the the criticisms and stuff, you know, a lot of times, you know, like I said, we're all our own worst critic. We're all our own worst enemy in a way and stuff like that. But yeah, um, as far as when it comes to Danny and uh, uh, Joey and the stock market, I I don't know what the minimum amount is, but I would not be putting in a lot. I don't know what Danny put in, but clearly he put in more than what Joey did. Um, but if you are feel financially secure where you could risk, throw a little money into the pot and just see what happens, just you're maybe a thing, ooh, it really hit big. Let's cash it out. Like, you don't necessarily have to take it out right away. Just hold off. Let it you know, build, that kind of thing. You know, that's that's the thing. Um, 
you want to be financially secure. The thing is, you don't think about when you're out of high school and you're working for the first time. You're not thinking of, when you're in your 20s, are you really thinking about the big picture? You're not thinking 30, 40 years, 50 years down the road when you're hitting 65. You're not thinking about that. But think about it. Because who's going to be taking care of you when it's time for you to retire? You know, your paychecks. Even if you put a little bit of money, if you started even putting maybe 20 bucks a week away or 20 bucks a month, if that's all you can put down, put it away, put it away and, and don't touch it. Just let it, you know, because there's going to be a time that it's like social security is not going to be able to hundred <laughs> percent, you know, you, you want to make sure you have something anything else don't just depend on what you think is going to be there because you don't know that it will be yes you know that's the thing you got to think about it's like you you at one point are gonna want to say okay i'm 65 i've worked 40 plus years i want to be able to enjoy my time on you know i work you know i want that time to be able to to enjoy my time you know at some point 40 years ago people could retire at 50 55 years old and now it's just <laughs> it's up there 65 66 67 and think about it the average human life is what 75 that doesn't give you a whole lot of time to uh you know <laughs> That's why I'm like, just suck a little bit away. It it adds up. It adds up. And if you think about think about that, I know I'm. This is not a business podcast because I would be the last person when it comes to that stuff. But um, it adds up, even a little bit at a time. Just think of what you spend on a regular basis. And I'm not just talking about your bills. I'm not talking about your bills. I'm talking about groceries, gas other expenses, haircuts, um, movies, concerts, all of that stuff. Go and do that. Think of a budget. Think of, actually find out, like, look at how much you're spending in a month and think of yourself in the future. Like, is this how much that I honestly really need to be able to get by? And think about that with what your income is because, one day you may not be making that same income. You could be making less. And you just, you gotta, you gotta take care of your basics. Your basics should always come first. Your gas, your food, your bills. And then your fun money comes in. Where you're like, okay, all that stuff, got it done, bills are all paid. Food's gotten, car's filled up, good. What do you got left over to, to hang with? You got your... You got your Netflix, you got your Hulu, you got your this and that, you got your playtime, you, you know, your your fun money, basically, your entertainment, and all that stuff. And just see, yeah, just what you would need to be able to live on your basics and stuff like that. And just see, <coughs> all right. You know, that's the thing, another thing, financial planners will help you out also with that kind of stuff too. Help you get on a budget, help you be able to manage your money more. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, there are people that have advised me in the best way about what I should be doing. 
So let's use my advice. Tanner Teachable moment. Me to you. Just sorry it went off on uh, <coughs> the rails there for a bit. But um, just simple advice. Just, you know, if you're like me, you know, I'm going to be turning 40 this year. And uh, I just want to make sure when the time comes and I want to retire, then I'm financially able to retire. So, yeah. All right. So, looking at February 11th is when I'm going to be uh, starting the Dating Disasters series for Valentine's Day for the month of February, Valentine's Month. Kicking it off with Triple Date Season 2, Episode 8. This aired December 9th, 1988. In this episode, Danny... Ooh, this is a long... You know what? Here, how about we go with this small one here? Danny is over the moon when he gets a date at the market, and the guys have a triple date with her and her two friends. It becomes awkward when it turns out Danny's date has a history with Jesse. Side plot... DJ loses Danny's wedding ring down the drain. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, look forward to that February 11th. Then we'll be doing season three's Lust in the Dust with Danny going out with Stephanie's dance teacher. And then the dating game where Stephanie goes out on a pizza date with her baseball player. What do you call team Teammate. Teammate. Her baseball teammate, they go out for pizza. She thinks it's a date, and he's like, hey, we're just hanging. It's just pizza. I mean, she's 11, for crying out loud. And Joey, who thinks that he's invited his boss over for a date, and when she thinks it's, I thought I was just coming over for dinner. So, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. And, yeah. Hope y'all had a fantastic fe uh, February. <laughs> I jumped the gun. <laughs> fantastic January. And uh, hope we all have a great February. So if you want to email the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H-Podcast at gmail.com. I always put the email in the episode description. Again, if you want to leave a review for the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Same thing, pretty much. And just leave a review for the All My Land to Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>